Welcome back, everyone. I am Michael, your host for Depaganizing the Gospels. In this episode, I will be discussing the depaganization of Mark chapters 10 and 11. The first note in chapter 10 is about verse 6, which says, But at the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. The blasphemy of the Antichrist attempting to teach the acceptance of sexual immorality by proclaiming blessings for those who are alphabet lifestyle types becomes exposed in the words of Jesus Christ when he says that God made us male and female. God did not make us males who want to be females or females who want to be males. God's plan for humanity is to come together as a male and a female, not as the same gender or to be confused about it. God did not make us to be eunuchs either, because that was a pagan Roman concept. Pagan Romans were sexually promiscuous, and their heresy continues to this day among the Roman Catholic clergy. Many of them have been convicted of molesting children, especially young boys. Catholicism is a false religion. The next note is about verse 18, which says, Why do you call me holy? Jesus answered. No one is holy except God alone. The passage is an example of the true character of Christ and that he was humble and knew he was a human being. Jesus clearly is saying that he is not God, nor perfect the same as God. The various paganized texts of the Testaments do not clarify this distinction by omission of the words used in this correction. The correction has removed the curse of confusion and fraud. The next note is about verse 27, which says, Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. In this context, the statement is acceptable. This statement does not contradict the prophecy of God's eternal truth unless it appears in relation to the falsification of Christ's birth to a virgin impregnated by God. It was not impossible for God to impregnate a human female to have a child, but it was immoral for God to have done this in contradiction of his judgment for the watchers who descended to the earth to have offspring of their own in defiance of God's commandments for them. God did not impregnate a virgin to have his child because that was immoral. It has been the belief of pagans to propose immaculate conception as the birth of Jesus Christ, but it has never been true because Jesus Christ was a human being. It is not a matter of impossibility, but it is a matter of immorality. The theology and practice of Catholicism is clearly immoral, and none of those heretics will ever enter the kingdom of heaven without repenting of their sin. The next note is about the correction of verse 29, which says, I tell you the truth, Jesus replied, No one who has left home brothers, sisters, mother, father, children, or the fields for me, and the eternal truth. The eternal truth was the message of Christ because the term gospel is not accurate. The correct terminology should be the good news or God's eternal truth. The use of the term gospel in the text of the testimony is proof that this testimony was written many years later as a fraud. The term gospel has been replaced with the word testimony where applicable and either good news or eternal truth in this depaganized revision. The term gospel is a Middle English word appearing in the Middle Ages, derived from Old English Godspell, and it would not have been a word used by the original author 
of the testimony if he had truly been a person living during the immediate years after Christ's ascension as proposed in the history of this document. This example is one of many fraudulent editorializations that have cursed the text in the New Testament and prove it was corrupt and fraudulent. The next note is about an omission of an obvious component of pagan editorialization in verse 30. The omitted note said, Homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and fields, and with them persecutions. The inclusion of parenthetical elements is evidence of pagan editorialization, and these inclusions appear throughout the entire text of the Holy Bible as attempts to explain or comment on information with heretical insinuations. It is proof that editors have injected information into the text, which makes the text fraudulent and cursed. All of these insertions of parenthetical elements are curses of fraudulence. The next note is about verses 46 through 52 which describe a man calling Jesus son of David. Verse 52 says, Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. This is an example of the pattern appearing in the testimonies that demonstrates how the truthfully faithful knew that Jesus was the anointed one, the man divinely chosen to be heir to the throne of David as king of Israel. They also spoke the truth about Jesus being the descendant of David by his father's bloodline. The truly faithful called Jesus the son of David, and their faith in this truth of God healed them. The statement Jesus makes is overwhelming evidence of how he was humble and gave God the glory for all the miracles that occurred during his ministry. This next note is about verse 45, which says, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. The phrase, and to give his life as a ransom for many, is fraudulent. The inclusion of this statement is a pagan editorialization inserted by heretics with the intent to support the false ideology of the Antichrist who wants mankind to believe that Jesus died for the forgiveness of sin when he has always been the victim of murder. The Antichrist theology is Catholicism and it has been a curse of pagan idolatry by proposing that Jesus was a human sacrifice for the forgiveness of sin. The goal of depaganizing this text is to remove all threads of the fraudulent Catholic theology so that the true testimony about the life of Jesus Christ and his message are all that remains. Christ was not saying that slavery was acceptable either, but he is clearly saying that we must have humility and be willing to help others. Pagans have attempted to use this passage in order to justify the crimes of slavery throughout history, but then hypocrites can quote any passage in any book out of context to falsely justify a lie. The next note is about the omission of verses 12 through 14 in chapter 11. The cursing of a fig tree was a fraudulent editorialization which had the intent to attribute the powers of sorcery to Jesus Christ. Punishment is the power God gave to the archangel Raquel, and Raquel can only use this power upon God's command. The powers given to Jesus at his anointing were limited to the spiritual gifts God gave to Fanuel, Michael, and Raphael. Gabriel's powers are reserved for the second coming of Christ. Pagans imply that Jesus had the abilities that were given to fallen angels whose offspring, the Nephilim, became demons confined to the earth after being wiped out by the punishing angel, Raquel, in the Great Flood. The abilities of sorcery that are fraudulently given to Christ in the paganized testimonies are curses. Other examples of fraud similar to this one are walking through walls and breathing the Holy Spirit into someone. They were all lies told by pagan heretics and the Antichrist. 
and they make as much sense as spitting into someone's mouth to heal them. The next note is about verses 15 through 17, which is the description of event that appears in all four of the testimonies. It has been called the turning of the tables in the temple event. The event appears in all four of the Gospels with variations of details. It most likely happened and it relevantly proves that Jesus was a human being. The event proves that Jesus was not God because it reveals his imperfection. Verses 19 through 21 have been omitted and the reason for the omission has already been explained. The fig tree event is a fraud. Well, that is all for this episode. I will pick up by chapter 12 in the next episode. Be sure to subscribe for notifications of new releases. As always, thank you for listening. I am Michael.